MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we are off and running on a Thursday night, and would you look at this? We got ourselves a couple special guests, Sean King. Both good looking. I know. We got some we got some handsome, handsome gentlemen on the set here. We got Derek Stevens, we got Mike Palm, of course. As he always corrects me, he is the host of the Nuts with Amal Shaw. Is that fair? Well, it should be, you know, really, in the title, it should be the Nuts with the Mike Palm and then also featuring, like, Saturday Night Live for Amal. Because number two on the show is the guest, and Amal's third. Let's be honest Mike basically said he's the headliner, so his name needs to stand alone. No, I feel bad. Amal's not here to defend himself on that. but He's uh, barely here. He shows up at 1058, so I don't really have a lot of sympathy. (laughs) Wait a second. He busted out there's a new name, right? This is wrong. This is wrong to say this. There's a whole setup with Brent. Okay? Don't rush the bit. Don't not, I thought you announced public. it on Follow the Money. No, we did not announce it on Follow the Money. Oh. I told you in confidence. Breaking news on the right. nightcap. Apparently expects something coming uh, regarding the nuts uh, here. Featuring them all, Shaw. Also featuring. Also, also like, oh yeah, also, like the really, also. The really bit also. Saturday Night Live players. Like, also, Omar, also Omar, featuring. Omar, don't let them put also in front. That also. means also. They weren't even really considering Man. you. You kind of just ended up there. Amal's my guy. I don't, I don't, know. I don't like this slander here. but No, uh, Amal's his partner. Amal's my buddy. I love I Amal Shaw. I love, I love Amal Shaw. And, uh, you know, he likes to, he likes to go hard and... Uh, and give you a hard time about particular teams. But, I, you know, he went after me, as Sean has already done so, about Notre Dame. But when they beat Clemson in the regular season, first person to text me was Amal Shaw. So, you know, he's, a, he's an honorable guy. Oh, yeah. He's a hot take artist. That's what he is. Okay? <laughs> let's, let's call well, a spade a spade I just want to know, what, what do we owe this pleasure? Thursday night, I get the special request. Me Ooh. and Sean are sitting back. We get a text message. And I was in a somber mood. 
and then oh. Derek's number popped up on my cell, and I sat up and I smiled, and my wife was like, "Baby, what happened?" I say, "My friend just texted my phone." You made my day, man. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I you made it. my day. Think yeah. about all these hard workers right here. I mean, I see you five hours before you go on working over there. It's amazing. <laughs> think about this. This is, I think, either the first, maybe maybe it's the second time. This is Mike Palm's quadruple header on Vison. Think oh, about man. what, think about this. He did follow the money with Mitch and Paul this morning at 6 a.m., 9 a.m. Eastern. Then he fires back with the show, with his show with the mall, the nuts, at 11 o'clock. We had a little bit. Matt Humans was alone in the studio today. So we Solo. Did. You see that? He Solo. Solo. I, I saw the lineup. I saw six guests on my guys. I thought Gil was hosting it. I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't believe it. <laughs> so we're coming in here to do do my guys in the desert from here. It's my first time I walk in today. This is his third time in the studio on my guys. We're walking through the door over here. Mike says, hey, shape up. Matt's by himself tonight. You got, we, got, we have more to talk about. Like, oh. Okay. Okay. And then look at this. When I asked him, I said, "Hey, Mike, we're, we're, I'm going on. Uh, I'm going to go on nightcap. What do you think?" He goes, "Okay, quadruple header. This is a 13-hour Vsin day." Yeah, but the uh, Derek, let's not gloss over the headline here. It's a quadruple header on a historically significant day for Vsin. I mean, when we look at the history of Vsin, this will go down maybe a top three or four day. Michael Lombardi got to in meet the pa- flesh ma- meet Patrick Marr and, First and time absorb ever. his aura and how beautiful he looks in studio. <laughs> I mean, this is like PASPA being repealed. This is like when we hired Ben Fox. These are, I mean, this is a histor- historic day. It might, it must have been for Michael like the first time he talked football with Bill Walsh or something. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> August twenty six. Great <laughs> day for Eason. <laughs> That is a good I, – I saw the tweet, and I said, whoa, Michael Lombardi in town. So, you know why he's in town, though? I, he's I, in town to be on my panel oh, on Saturday, our second annual right. Circus Sports panel. Uh, we've got Michael Lombardi. We have Mike Pritchard. We have Vegas Chris and Matt Metcalf. All-star lineup, four different perspectives from a contest player, from a bookmaker, from a player, and from uh, an executive in the NFL. So I think the, the, the folks are going to come out, and they'll have a lot of great questions for this crew. Could ask a, a former Super Bowl winner too. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't make the list yet. We're on the also next year. Next yeah, year, yeah, we're on the guys, also the, the guys from Rancho right High in Vegas get the first. The, the first call here. <laughs> Think about how cool this is. You're the rookie here. I like pretty it. Pretty cool. I like you get it. To relive being a rookie. Yeah. You've been through a lot of rookie seasons. I'm getting hazed right now. No. <laughs> well, we'll just talk Notre Dame, and then you'll be hazing us because he is he is not high on the Irish. All right, let's get it really rolling here. When it comes to the nightcap, we got Mike Palm, Derek Stevens, Sean King, Tim Murray. Here we go. It is the nightcap on VEASAN. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. We got ourselves an all-star crew to start off the show. It is not Friday, and I will say... uh, a great audible at the line of scrimmage from our quarterback, Sean King. He said, you know what I want? He said, I don't like when Derek and company come in studio and I'm sitting next to you. He felt like I was talking into his back. He wanted you guys in the middle. And I like the way we're – I like yeah. this uh, formation. So we got Sean King, Derek Stevens, Mike Palm, who is, uh, as we pointed out, making his fourth appearance mm. in uh, – what is this, uh, 13 hours? I don't have a watch, but I just like looking at it. Hardest working man on the 13 hours on this network. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Yeah. And not all guest yeah. spots. He also hosts the show, as, as many of you know. Uh, the Nuts from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern, 11 to noon Pacific. So are you are you tired? You you got a, got a new, new one coming on the way? 
Yeah, I do. I'm not really that tired. I got to pick up some dinner here and bring it home, though, for the for the family. But I'm not tired. I mean, I get a chance to come on and repay the favor. Sean King came on the nuts with me when Amal was off for a week. Rave reviews. I got text. Boy, the Sean King was good. Pleasantly surprised. He was going through a car wash and still did a great bit. I mean, it was absolutely amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I was, I was doing my chores for my wife. <laughs> you did a radio hit through a car wash? Hey, listen. When the wife says she wants the truck washed, you go wash the truck. <laughs> it's a smart man. He's a smart man, that's Sean King. All right. So we got a lot to get to. Updates on Survivor and Millions. Uh, we got a, a pretty unique thing with a, a boxing match being shown here in the book, I believe. Uh, word on the street. But who stayed up last night? I who, who made it all the way? So last night we got off the air at 10 o'clock. Mm -hmm. It was the ninth inning. I took a shot of the picture on ESPN. Yeah. Circa Survivor. Great, Circa great, Millions great on ESPN right yeah. there. Great to see. And I, I sent Derek the text. I get off the air. I put in the earbuds. I go walk the dog, listening to the game on the radio. Get back home. Get a drink. Sit down. Watch till the 14th. All right, time to go to bed. Brush my teeth. Get him. Game's still going on. Uh, the Dodgers score in the 15th. I fall asleep. I wake up. Dodgers won. Okay. Then I realized Tatis went yard in the bottom of the 15th. Then they get the two-run shot from uh, A.J. Pollock, Notre Dame, uh, in the 16th inning. So... Everyone stay up. I fell asleep in the 15th. As a former East Coast guy, you know, I, I, I always used to complain about these West Coast games going that late. Right. So this is the first time I'm watching the game. I'm in bed with Nicole. We're watching the Padres, and I fall asleep. I fall, But I fell asleep so early that I got back up it was still on. in the top of the 15th. <laughs> and I see Tatisco. Yeah, I'm like, what am I looking at? I was kind of groggy. I'm like, oh, my God. Then I watched the 16th. I couldn't believe it. I'd been asleep for a couple hours, but I rewind on the on the DVR. I'm like, wait a second. What happened to the bottom of the 10th? What happened to the bottom of the 11th? How could they not win this game? It's unbelievable. So I'll say this. So when I leave, I'm a cigar smoker, aficionado, you big into cigars. I go to my private cigar lounge, and I have a smoke. You know, relax, kind of go over the day, what I like about the show, what I didn't like. So the game's on. You miss the worst played four or five innings of baseball that you've ever seen. I mean, this was the worst display of base running in a long time. Like, oh. there were, like, three guys that got caught in a rundown from third base. Right. On like dribblers back to the pitch. What was like, Muncy doing? What was, was Muncy doing? He was back to the base and then left. It was unbelievable. On Tatis' yeah. home run, it's like the right fielder like falls down, like it's a catchable ball. He's afraid to run into the wall. I think he hit his glove yes. and then went over yeah. the wall. I mean, it, it was tragic. How about this for a statistic? During this game, the Padres went nine innings without a hit. This was a historical <laughs> game on many levels here. A his, a really, a, histor yeah. a historical <laughs> game. They got yeah, no, no hit, hit for nine and two thirds. It's crazy. They go five consecutive innings with a runner on second and can't get the run home. I mean, they only tried to bunt once. It was they, terrible they, baseball. Yeah, it, it was. And if you had Wait. the under, you waited that long and you got a push. So the only great thing about last night is I got a whole, this is a 24-hour little spot that we have access to. So it's about 10 of us in there. And all I have Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. is we're on the chance. Circa Millions and Circa Survivor watch. From uh, behind home plate, so that that was we got some free marketing there with some some good group of guys. So they said they're all gonna come over and check out the sports book. If you guys haven't come over to Circa, it's amazing. You should get over here as soon as possible because I have not seen a sports book better, and I've been to a bunch of them. So 
That's a good point. Watching that game last night, you were better off sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, Sean. Yeah, we're uh, we're doing our best to try to get there. You know, uh, this panel that Mike Palm is uh, hosting with uh, with this great crew of, crew of uh, of celebrities should be great. I mean, if you're a sports better, you're a sports football contest better. You got a wide open opportunity to talk to uh, to talk to this uh, d- very diverse panel. So, Mike, tell us uh, you you open the show with it, but for those mm. you know radio listeners and just joining us tell us about the panel uh this weekend as you mentioned michael lombardi in the flesh in las vegas so uh you know it's a star-studded event when uh when mr lombardi's around yeah michael lombardi uh, mike pritchard uh, is going to be your matt madcalf our sports cast direct uh sportsbook director and then vegas chris who's had an unprecedented run of success in tournament both both types of tournaments he finished second in the Circuit Millions one year, fifth in the Circuit Millions. He won the win survivor. He won the uh, he won previously the stations last man standing. So this guy is just an encyclopedia of how to play these contests yeah. from that perspective. And 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 of course Mike Pritchard as well, a first round draft pick, had a terrific career. Stole a stole a national championship from Notre Dame. I asked him on the show. He was on the show right before you, Sean, that day. And I said, do you guys at Colorado send a thank you card to J.C. Lauderback and his Big 12, the Big 8 crew for the fifth down in, fifth down in Missouri? And he said, oh, you know, we thought Coach McCartney, a very religious man, we, you know, he would go back and forfeit the game because we knew we scored. But that turf they put in was unplayable, and so we accepted the win. Absolutely. And they, we accepted the win. I, I said, show me the clipping. Let's run the – show me the clipping. Just show me, show me the clipping no on that clip. play, and there, there was no. zero clip. Why, why would you punt to Rocket Ishmael? That, you should just lose automatically for yeah. 10-9 game, and you punt it to Rocket Ishmael. You should lose automatically. Well, this is what's going to be interesting about this year as we uh, fast forward. Notre Dame's a four-loss football team. Um, I can't really argue. I mean, yeah. you, do we think Jack Cohn's a difference maker? I mean, does he have more Scott Tolzien in him than we think? I don't know. Um, I, it's it's tough for them. I you know who I'm really high on, John. I'm really high on Cincinnati. Me too. I think this Cincinnati team has a shot to make that. I took a shot at fourteen to one that they'll get into the playoffs. I think they're going to go into South Bend and win. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they're going to beat Central Florida twice. They'll have to do it in the comeback, probably in the championship game. I think their margin of victory. They're going to be very impressive in this. And if we can get some losses here and there, Georgia's going to lose to Clemson. Clemson's going to lose. I think they have a path to the playoff this year. Their toughest game is I think it's week two versus Indiana. Because I think Mike Penix is that good. Mm-hmm. I think Mike Penix and Sam Howell are the two best quarterbacks in college Indiana's football. Indiana's not better than Notre Dame. Better than Spencer Rattler, better than uh, DJ. Those two kids yeah. can really sling the football. So, to me, that's the dangerous game. Tom Allen has done a great job of building that roster up. Michael McFadden, uh, uh, All-American linebacker there. They, they have some pieces. But I'm pulling for Cincinnati. I think this is the first time a non-Power 5 team has started high enough that if they go undefeated, mm-hmm. they won't be able to keep them out. Because normally the Cincinnati – of that particular year starts at 23. And it takes them eight weeks to get up to 12. And then they never get up to four or five. But they're starting at, what, seven? Seven or eight? eight. So if they beat, if after three weeks, they beat in Indiana and Notre Dame, they'll be in top five. Now they just got to handle They the will, but if Notre Dame goes, as you project, to go eight and four, then they're out. But my point being, if they're already in the top five and they don't lose, they won't drop. So it, the playoff committee doesn't come out with their rankings until November. So the AP poll is a is a starting point. But I, I think what Bruce Feldman said on our show about Notre Dame and Indiana is it rings true. If Cincinnati wants to get in the playoff, which I think it's fair, I think you have the schedule, you have the starting position, you've got the talent. 
but you need Notre Dame and Indiana to have good years. More specifically, I think Notre Dame needs to go 10-2, and two, and I think they need to beat USC, and they need USC to have also a good so year. I think t- there's a lot of, because of what we have seen over the years with how they just don't care about the group of five, they need a lot of dominoes. And I think they've started off in a great spot and have the schedule with two road games against two top 25 teams, including a top 10 team in Notre Dame. But what Bruce Feldman said, I think, just kind of got it going for me. I'm like, yeah, Notre Dame not only needs to lose to Cincinnati, they need Notre Dame to go about 10-2. and two. Well, you're being real selfish because you want Notre Dame to be good because he's a Notre Dame. He sleeps in you, Notre Dame wait, underwear. He drinks you, coffee out of a Notre Dame coffee you mug. You think, though, if Notre Dame goes 6-6 six and six or 7-5, well, and five, well, watch. So Cincinnati's so, getting in? No. So, so hear me out. It helps if Notre Dame is good, but I don't think it ultimately matters because I just think this is a unique year in college football. Think about this. Texas and Oklahoma are going to the SEC. Kids in college now can legally benefit on their image and likeness. This is just a strange year in college football. It's going to culminate for the first time if Cincinnati handles their business with a non-Power 5 team making the Final Four. I think, I mean, I think it's, it's possible, but I think they still need they, – they have jumped, they have leaped two hurdles already, which is the starting spot and the schedule. Right. They have two very good teams on their schedule. They also need SMU to be good. They need UCF in the first year of Gus Malzahn to be pretty good. They need a still. They need some things to work out. In I their think favor. UCF will be good. I okay? think they will. I, I, I do. I think, I they think do. they're going to be a very solid team, and I think they'll get two wins over them. Let me let me ask you this: If Clemson loses to Georgia, mm-hmm. and who are they going to play on a resume to cement them? That they no should deserve until, to be in it. Well, they don't, they don't get North Carolina. They don't get Miami. They're a three-loss team anyway, oh, yeah, so they yeah, won't be so. in the conversation. That's, his, that's, that's Sean's bit. This is their regression year. Yeah. yeah. They're depending on a lot of guys that haven't done it at that level to take them undefeated with a first-year starting quarterback. This is a lot different than when Trevor Lawrence inherited the position, was it week four? Mm-hmm. I mean, they were loaded on offense. They had experience. They had talent. They had college production. A lot more projection for Clemson this year. Highly rated guys coming out of high school, but guys that haven't necessarily done it consistently yet at this level. Even Justin Ross, and I mentioned this, coming off an injury, he's an elite wide receiver, he's a top 10 pick, but he's coming off a spinal injury. This isn't a torn ACL or he broke his hand. Like, this is something that was wrong with his spine. So, who knows what health he looks like coming from something that we don't see a lot. So I think they bounce back in two years, but I'm just telling you, I, they're three-loss team this year. So you like Georgia in the opening game? I do. Mm. I died. Georgia, I, I, I put an asterisk on it. They're not healthy. Georgia's had about four starters that have gotten hurt. That wide receiver group is thin. So uh, I'm not as high on them as I was before training camp. I don't know what Kirby's doing in camp, but Kirby, you might need to make some adjustments. <laughs> the key, the, the goal is to get the guys to the first game. John, how high are you on Texas A&M? Mm. I love Texas A&M. Mm. The only caveat there is I watched Texas A&M spring game, and I didn't love the performance of any of the quarterbacks. Now, I don't have the piece of information that I really need, which is training camp tape, to see how those guys progressed from April to August. But they just announced the starters, so I believe Haynes in Jimbo. King. If you look at Jimbo's history – he does a great job with quarterbacks. So that was the only thing they were missing. Again, I wish they were in the NFC East. I mean, the SEC East. I hate that when they came to the SEC, they put them with LSU, Alabama, and all those schools. They should have been on the other side. Yeah, Haynes King named the starter there for Texas A&M. And uh, they get, as you see right there on vsun.com, they get the opportunity to host Alabama. Uh, so a, a chance to... Uh, to avenge an embarrassing loss, uh, they were talking and squawking about, uh, oh, we should be in the playoff. Well, don't lose by 28. 
I mean, that's that's pretty simple. Don't lose by 28 in the regular season. Hey, Tim, I got a question. How long does this segment go? Long as uh, long. We got three more minutes. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I had to get in the three points. I'm trying to get in. I, I, we got, you want to stick around for another segment? You no, get no, out we're one-segment guys here. That's it. We got to go today. Oh, all right. All right, what do we got? Circa Survivor, <laughs> Circa Millions. Well, no, beyond that, I want to go back to one thing that uh, Sean just said. <laughs> It's about about the NILs. I got I got to go to school today. Oh, okay. We nice. got we got a presentation about about NILs. So, one thing we're going to do is we're going to try to come up with what the legal rules are to become a circa athlete. Okay. Mm. So, I, obviously, I want to give all shout out to Barstool because they came out and they they got after it. Four thousand athletes. It's all illegal. So. We got the opportunity to get to see what it's going to be. But we're going to try to get 30 Circa athletes. We're going to have a job interview process, all that. But we got, we got all UNLV coming over to nice. be able to help us. And, and all I can tell every potential athlete is you got to go to this company called NoCap.com. NoCap, I think it's N-O-C-A-P. That's how athletes get to be introduced to sponsors. Okay. So we can't talk to UNLV or, or any other university for that matter. But uh, nocap.com, every kid that's on any team, go to nocap.com and register. We're going to register as a potential sponsor. Then you got to match up. Okay. So that's the one thing. Okay. As you talk about these NILs, mm-hmm. learning about this, yeah. pretty interesting. Uh, number two, the whole tease why I'm coming down here is about what we're doing tomorrow night. You know, we spent $50,000 on this fantasy football team, and tomorrow night is the rookie auction. The Circa Trout. The Circa Trout. We go on at 3 o'clock is the rookie auction. Just for perspective, like Bill wanted me to say the numbers, right? Like I don't really say numbers to him, but, yeah, the franchise costs 50000 Tomorrow's rookie auction, we might be in six digits on this auction tomorrow. <laughs> um, 64 players get auctioned off. It's a dynasty league. We love fantasy football, and uh, got to go into college. What? Got to draft college players? No, no, no. it's it's just six, rookies. It's this sixty-four. Year. We already did our veteran draft, okay? A dynasty league, but no rookies were part of the draft. Oh, rookies no. get auctioned off. That's the sustainability of the league. So every year, sixty-four rookies get auctioned off. <laughs> this has a potential to be a wild, wild thing. It starts at three o'clock Vegas time. It's probably going to go past midnight. We're going to be we're going to be in the middle of all this, and so people are going to have to be, be thumbs up, thumbs down, and we're bidding on this and that. So, are you still going to be able to do your hit tomorrow? Absolutely, okay. we'll be drinking heavily, which means the numbers are going up. There we go. Ah, hydration Fridays, and then I know we're over the time, so we're you going to talk 30 about seconds. Some, well, we got Survivor Millions here. I think we're doing okay. We, but we're not yeah. doing okay. We're not. We have no shot at Survivor. Oh, I yeah. This is the, I, fin- this is the year wanted. he finally gets caught with his pants down because of this hubris of his baby survivor. I mean, we, if we would have bet a Quinella, we would have made, but we bet an exacty, and he put 6000 <laughs> in the survivor, okay? I still think more survivor than circumvention. Well, that was yeah. a terrible Twitter That's number. What, I'm saying. what a bad number hey. he put out. Hey. What a terrible oh, number. I, I said the group. I said, this is a bad number. I put a bad number bad, out on purpose. Bad number. <laughs> All right. Only one segment, but he said he'll be back tomorrow. Derek Stevens, Mike Palm. It is the nightcap. Keep Come on back right here on VSIN. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
from LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy surprises. I'm a, are you a surprise guy? I am. Sean, you like I surprises? Like surprises. Yes, okay. I do. I'm always a, I'm a I'm a surprise guy. So when you get the text from Derek saying, "Hey, let's uh, we're gonna stop on by," let's do it. Okay. And you know, I felt bad. It was, the the three of us that you know, Mike kept looking at me for a rebuttal on on Notre Dame talk and college football talk, and you got the owner of Circa just sitting here, yeah. uh, twiddling his thumbs. And Derek, so uh, I, I well, he'll make it up tomorrow. He will. Tomorrow, Friday's his time to shine. Yeah, absolutely. It's always his time to shine. So uh, we always appreciate Mike Palm, Derek Stevens dropping by. And an interesting conversation, maybe not so much for VEASAN, but you still think about 
the NIL. And I know when that news came out, Derek was very interested mm-hmm. uh, about how to get involved <clears throat> properly, as right. you heard. He, he doesn't want to break, you know, break any rules. So uh, curious to see ultimately who ends up being a sponsor of Circa Sports, or Circa, I would think, more so than Circa Sports. Can't really get into the sports gambling aspect. By the way, um, <laughs> ching, 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 ching. It sure looks King. like it's headed that way. Uh, Sean's lone bet tonight was the Yankees, and Joey Gallo just hit a three-run shot in the top of the third, and it is now six to nothing Yankees over the A's. Yeah. Good start. Not even looking at the game. Just let it play. <laughs> Not even looking at the game. First thing you say walking in the studio, hey, can I get the Yankees game on? In the Yankees game. This TV right here, I need the Yankees game on. Right here, right now. Uh, so the Yankees with a uh, with a sizable lead, and they, man, they are. They're, they're raking right now. They are rolling right now. But, you know, your Tampa Bay Rays, who were, uh, who were off today. Um, yeah, we got to reset the Orioles tomorrow. Yeah, the Orioles, by the way, I just, anytime now that the Orioles, by the way, Orioles, uh, slow them down. Do you know, Sean, they went off the Orioles, who had just lost 19 in a row, won last night. They were a favorite today. They were a favorite. Says a lot about the fighting Joe Maddens. Minus 112 here at Circa. Now, they were, uh, I'm looking at some other spots. They were a dog at <clears throat> William Hill or even money there. But they were a favorite, and they won thirteen to one. The wow. Orioles, wow. red hot, wow. two and zero, wow. hottest team in baseball since August twenty fifth. On fire! I hope it's good enough to get in. <laughs> get into what? The playoffs. <laughs> I mean, I hope it's good enough. I mean, the Red Sox <laughs> can't seem to sweep the Rangers, or <laughs> you know, any of these You're other bottom mean, feeders though. that are coming to Fenway, but. Well, the uh, your Rays tomorrow at Camden Yards are minus two twenty against the Orioles with yeah. Matt Harvey on the hill. They know what time it is. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna we're gonna see uh, Sean pulling for his pockets in that one big time with the Rays. I, I'm gonna do what I should have done before is yeah. I'm gonna press the entire series. So I'll put something on the Rays to win tomorrow, and whatever I, I, that ticket is, I'll put the whole ticket. Roll it over. Yeah, I should roll it over. A little roll over, roll over parlay with the Rays. I don't know, man. Getting in front of that hot train, that is. I mean, I saw my guy Trey Mancini out there, a video. He was putting Sage in the dugout. What was it 23 runs in the last two games? Yeah, red hot. And then, like, the first game, they put up, like, eight in that series. Yeah, they yeah, lost 14 to eight. Yeah, so. So those, those bats are smoking but in that fan box. The, the Angels' arms aren't the Rays' arms. No. Now, where I am a little nervous is I probably won't super run line any of those rollovers. Because they seem to be coming out of the slump a little bit. So we could very easily win. A couple one-run one run games. Coming out of the slump where they lost 18 games by two or more runs. They came back with a bang, though. Woo! Uh, yeah, but good for the Orioles. Two in a row tonight. Um, we mentioned uh, what happened last night in, in San Diego, which was just wild. And ultimately, the Padres can't get it done. And they lose again. Now, the Reds had lost yesterday. We talked about that on the show. But your most despised franchise in all of sports, the Cincinnati Reds, they did win today. Yeah. So they put the pressure on the Padres, and they're down 4 to nothing. And, and being down 4 to nothing against Max Scherzer is usually not an ideal situation. And you know what really stinks is that fan base wants to just oh, yeah. go crazy. Like, they stayed. The stadium was still packed. There were a lot of Dodger the fans there, though. Inning. I was like... Okay. Were, I was I was listening to that game on the radio 
and I was listening to the Padres broadcast, and there were a lot of cheers when Dodgers did things. There were a lot of Dodger fans in that Same stadium. Same state. Left. It's a rivalry in yeah, it's some like ways. an hour and yeah. a half, two hours apart. Yeah. Right? So, uh, but right now, 4 nothing Dodgers leading the Padres. Uh, we'll get to a little... Uh, it's a little preseason football. No preseason football tonight. Uh, some interesting news coming out of a, a couple teams in the AFC South. Also, talk Patriots later on this hour. Doug Kide from Pro Football Focus. Mike Sando, top of the next hour. And today, Sean, we are previewing the SEC. It, it just means more. just means more, Sean. It just means more. It's the nightcap. Come on back right here on Visa. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The NFL preseason has kicked off week three. The final week starts tomorrow, and you know it's the perfect time to huddle up with the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide. The guide, it's only $19.99 and available now. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up for the VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Head over to vcin.com backslash subscribe. Former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Super Bowl champ, John King, Tim Murray also with you. That is, uh, that's just me. I, I am, I'm just Tim Murray. Ooh, A's chipping away, Sean. He's not watching. He's lying. He's watching. He's got the Yankees on the run line. Sometimes I see dead people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, six to one now. Uh, Yankees still leading the Oakland A's in uh, what has turned out to be a, uh, a bit of a slugfest there in uh, in Oakland. A total of eight and a half, and you got seven runs by the bottom of the third inning. Uh, looking ahead to tomorrow, Sean, we got the uh, the preseason football uh, week three, the finale, and I, I don't know what to make of this week. And and before we jump into these games. What should this week be, in your opinion? Because week three, historically, has always been the dress rehearsal. Well, we're still two weeks from today, the Bucs and the Cowboys play to start the season. So it's not like they push the preseason up against the start of the regular season like they normally do with that Thursday, week four, nobody ever plays. So I'm very fascinated and, and interested to see what teams make of this week three if it is still a dress rehearsal or does it look more like your typical week four of the preseason? I think it's going to be some variance. I think uh, the teams will be slightly different, but teams like Seattle, who hasn't played Russell Wilson Mm -hmm. and the crew, teams like Cleveland, we haven't seen Baker Mayfield and crew. You know, like, what are they going to do? You know, that'll be the thing that's interesting is – how much, if any, and if not, then is that the new precedent where your starters don't play in a shortened three-game preseason? So I'm going to actually look at, you know, a couple of the news feeds and try and get a feel for, you know, what the locals are saying because mm-hmm. I think that's important because if Seattle, for instance, is going to use this third preseason game just like they would in a four-preseason year and play their starters, that's important, especially for the folks that are betting. Because then you want to be on the side of the Seahawks, you know, for instance, just using them as an example. One team that I, I would, and they, they're out of the gates tomorrow, and, you know, and you'll get used to this. I, I like looking at, especially when it comes to the regular season, okay, what, what are some teasable numbers? Indianapolis just came out, right? Mm-hmm. Their left side of their line, Quentin Nelson uh, and Eric Fisher are on the COVID list now. Now, Quentin Nelson wasn't going to play anyways due to the foot. 
Um, so they got some issues there. It feels like Indianapolis right now, right now, Sean, just just get out of Dodge, mm-hmm. right? Carson Wentz trying to come back on the men there. This line has moved from four to two. I think Detroit, who is not very good, as we all really know, uh, they've played all right in the regular in the preseason, right? Lost by one to the Bills at home, mm-hmm. lost by six to the Steelers back home week three. I, I think. If you find a dance partner with a total of 33 and a half, you get the Lions north of a touchdown at plus eight at home against a Colts team that I really feel like wants nothing to do with the preseason right now. Let's just get to the regular season. Let's deal with this COVID situation. Um, It's a preseason. You have to remember that, you know, what, I think the, the Lions, the year they went winless went undefeated in the, in the preseason. Mm -hmm. So Sean, I don't put too much stock into the fact that all the Lions stink. Well, they do when it comes to the regular season, but tomorrow I, I don't, I think they've got a chance to win that game. Again, it comes down. Well, who is Jared Goff playing? And I, I would agree with you 100%. If Jared Goff isn't playing, because I know Indy's still going to play Jacob Eason and uh, Sam Ellinger. Mm-hmm. So then they've been playing and well, they've been playing well, you know? So to me, that factors into it, you know, being on quarterback play in the preseason, like what guys are going to be out there, Perfect example, Jaguars end up having a veteran as their number three guy. He comes in and gets a backdoor cover because he's just more experienced and he's been in the game a long time, you know, against Saints guys that aren't even on the team anymore. Right. So the fact that Indy still is going to play Eason and Ellinger, I know they're going to be committed to actually caring because they want to have one of these young men establish himself as a legitimate backup quarterback when Wentz gets back. So – because of that and that alone, I probably would shy away from fading them here, but where I will fade them is week one. Because they've had such a newsworthy preseason. Got the Seahawks coming to town. You know, Wentz gets hurt, he's out for five weeks. Quentin Nelson's hurt, he's not gonna play. All of a sudden they're both back. Now Nelson and Fisher are on the COVID list. COVID list. It's kind of been one thing after another. So it's hard for me to imagine that. They're going to feel really good and come out blazing in week one. So I could see fading Indy in that game where you're going to get the starters from Seattle playing the entire football game. Well, looking at uh, just some of the line moves we've seen so far uh, for the final week of the preseason, which starts tomorrow, we have four games tomorrow, uh, seven games on Saturday, and then uh, five games on Sunday to wrap up the preseason. Line move, uh, we saw Indianapolis open four go down to two. Uh, the Jets, because of the way Zach Wilson's been playing, they're hosting Philadelphia. That's gone from uh, open to three up to five and a half. Now, see, not to cut you off, but yeah. just to interject, that's a game I probably would side with the other side. Philly. Because Zach has played so well, it's hard for me to feel like they would let Zach play extended minutes in this last preseason game. He's gotten experience, he's played really well, and he's completely healthy. They've got to have some fears internally because of what's happened to Carl Lawson, Vinnie Curry, Makai Becton. Like, they've had injuries. They've been dealing with them all so over the place. I couldn't see Zach playing a whole lot. So I'd probably side with the other side here, knowing that if he plays, it will be very short and brief. A couple big, really big moves for Saturday. One team that uh, you and I have uh, kept a close eye on, the Denver Broncos. Now... The Denver Broncos are now laying nine and a half here at Circa against the Rams. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is the guy now. So what is the mindset of Drew Locke? Do you get Teddy the bulk of the snaps 
And without there with the ones, they have been in that fight to get the job. Teddy gets it, and now they're a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, you, you started off, you were right on. It's just all about Drew Locke. Is he a guy that's going to go out and say, I'm going to show you guys you made a mistake, or he's gonna a guy that's going to go out and be like, okay, let me get through this five, six series and, and get back to the sideline. That's what it come down to. Well, the New England Patriots, they've been practicing with the Giants. They play them on Sunday. They're three-point favorites against the G-Men. We'll talk much more about that Patriots quarterback battle on the other side. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. It's the Nightcap here on VEASAN. Indeed's Instant Match searches through millions of resumes and Indeed's database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. Head over to Indeed.com slash credit to find out more. Alongside Sean King, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, I'm Tim Murray, live from the Circus Sportsbook here in downtown Las Vegas. Already had Derek Stevens and Mike Palm in studio. Great way to start the show. Let's get, keep that momentum rolling. I'm all about momentum. No, right? Uncle gotta, Mo. Got to keep that momentum rolling, Sean. You would you would know that well. Yeah. So. I am so excited right now to be American. Like, this is the time of year where sports are everything. <laughs> You're getting close to the pennant race. You know, teams are coming down the stretch. Are they going to get in the wild card? Who's going to win the division? The baseball stadiums are packed. And we have America's first love about to step onto the grass, and it really counts starting Saturday. I mean, that's an amazing thing. I don't know if you guys have, or girls have ever been to a big-time college football game in person, but it's a life-changing experience. The passion, the glamour, the tradition, the energy. Yulman I mean, Stadium. And we're just about to. Labor Day weekend. Be Oklahoma. consumed at every turn with this great sport called football. And I'm just, I'm super excited. I cannot wait. Well, I imagine our next guest uh, shares that sentiment. Maybe not so much with the college side, but definitely with the NFL. We bring in Doug Kide from Pro Football Focus up there in New England. So he has uh, had his eyes on the Patriots and that quarterback competition. So, Doug, always appreciate the time and the insight. Uh, let's start with the obvious. Uh, this week has been a big week for Mac Jones, and right now, uh, when you look at it and how it's playing out, final preseason game coming up on Sunday with the Cam Newton COVID situation uh, hanging over the balance, can Mac Jones take this job, and will he be the starter against Miami? He certainly can take the job, and even today when Mac, when Cam Newton was back at practice, uh, Mac Jones still actually got more full-team reps during that session with the Giants, then Cam Newton did. Maybe the Patriots were simply just ramping up Cam Newton's reps since he did miss five days uh, with that misunderstanding over COVID protocol. But I, Cam Newton was the first quarterback to take reps, but Mac Jones actually wound up taking more reps. So I think a lot of this will come down to that preseason game on Sunday against the Giants. I know it sounds crazy, but so much stock into one preseason game, but the way that I look at this competition right now is that it's really close. I would still give the edge right now to Cam Newton, but I think that Mac Jones could close that gap on Sunday against the Giants and how he performs in the practices leading up to week one. 
So, Doug, you think the energy coming from within Patriots camp is that Cam and Mac are going to play significant time in this third preseason game? That's what I would expect. I think that since this competition is still so close, I don't think that it's been decided yet. I think that they still need to see them a little bit on Sunday against the Giants. I'd be surprised if it was Brian Hoyer for the bulk of that game. I think that they still do need to see, that, you know, even if they don't need to see Cam Newton that much in this game, I think that they do at least need to see enough of Mac Jones to know whether they need to start him over Cam Newton in week one. Talking once again to Doug Kide from Pro Football Focus uh, at Doug Kide. That's K-Y-E-D on Twitter. Um, Doug, what is the anticipation for the Giants? We, you know, we tried to figure out, all right, who might play in this regular, uh, this fine, uh, this preseason finale because it's, you know, it's unusual, right? We've never had a, a preseason of three games. Usually, this is that quote-unquote dress rehearsal. So, from what you've heard uh, in these joint practices, uh, who or how much are we expecting from the Giants starters come Sunday afternoon? That's a really good question. I think that. It, there's less importance for the Giants, at least at the quarterback position, because they know that Daniel Jones is going to be their starter. They really don't have another choice at this point. And I could put Mike Clinton out there. Brian Lewerke just came in. Uh, so they could definitely handle this preseason game a little bit differently from the Patriots. I'm not quite sure how they will handle things. I'm not sure how much work uh, Daniel Jones will get if he does get in this game. Uh, but since everything's a little bit more settled there as far as competition goes, they can treat this a little bit differently, uh, even though I think the pressure really is on Daniel Jones to be much better this season. And I haven't quite seen that in the two joint practices against the Patriots I've seen, plus a practice I saw uh, earlier this summer in New York. Doug, when you uh, look back at yesterday and the trade between the Patriots and the Rams, Sony Michelle going to the Rams for a couple of draft picks. Um, you know, the Rams losing Cam Akers, that was, you know, a big hit. Uh, he had a, a great season last year coming out of Florida State. Uh, how does Sony Michelle fit for the Rams? And, and what does this do, in your opinion, for the Rams moving forward now that they, you know, as we, we know, Sean McVay likes to have multiple backs to work with, and now it's not going to be all in the plate of Daryl Henderson. I think it's really big for Sonny Michelle and for the Rams, actually, just because Daryl Henderson really hasn't held up very well in the NFL so far. His ankle injuries in his first two seasons, um, I think it was pretty clear that when the Rams drafted Cam Akers, they figured that they might not be able to count on Daryl Henderson to be an every down back. And now we're seeing that again. And obviously they didn't have the greatest depth behind Daryl Henderson with Xavier Jones and Jake Funk. So they really needed to add that veteran presence in the backfield. I think that just having experience in Sony Michelle in that backfield, in that room, is really big as well. I know that Sony Michelle has only been in the league uh, for three years, but won a Super Bowl in his first year with the Patriots. Uh, he's been around the league now for three seasons. So I think just having that, that veteran in that group will really help them in general. But I also think that this helps Sony Michelle because he was going to be buried on the Patriots' depth chart, at least behind Damian Harris and James White. He was only going to be playing a sporadic role there. Now he's got a chance to be that lead back with the Los Angeles Rams. And we've seen that from that Shanahan system over the years, even you know way back to the Denver Broncos, that they can take those running backs and make them into 
thousand yard backs. And that's something that Sonny Michelle has almost done in the past with the Patriots. And I think that he could be that first and second down back, be that lead back for the Rams, and and maybe, you know, have one of those seasons that some of those guys like Olandis Gary and, and other players on the Broncos have had in that similar offense where he could really have a really strong season as he leads into free agency next year. You know, Doug, let's stay here with the Rams for a second. I, I'm I'm kinda in the dilemma. Mm-hmm as I think about the L.A. Rams, because I have not heard a lot about Matthew Stafford this preseason. I haven't heard a lot of rumors coming out of camp, good or bad. haven't really seen him in the preseason. As you talk to guys around the league, what's been the consensus for people that are in the know about how is Matthew picking up the offense? Have they looked explosive in some of their intra-squad scrimmages? And what the outlook is going to be for the Rams as we move into the regular season? I was in Los Angeles last week for the for the Rams and Raiders joint practices, and everything that I heard down there was just raves about about Matthew Stafford. They're really, really encouraged by what Matthew Stafford is doing there. Um, it is a more complex offense than what he's run in the past for the Detroit Lions, but from everything that I've heard, he was picking it up really quickly. They were really encouraged by how he's playing, much more talented quarterback than what they've had in the past. So I think that they are they are very high on Matthew Stafford. Uh, from the practice I saw against the Raiders, it wasn't his best showing. I think he threw three interceptions. Two of them weren't really his fault. Uh, but I do expect him to, to provide a, a jump, a, a major jump for that Rams offense this season, just because he is an improvement over Jared Goff. And I, I was a little bit hesitant going into L.A. thinking, I don't know, you know, Matthew Stafford's been in the league for a long time. He's never really hit that elite echelon of, of NFL quarterbacks. How good can he really be in L.A.? But really, from what I, everything that I heard down there, it, it really seems like he's going to have a, a big season for L.A. You know, Doug, we're first-time NFL um, three-game preseason instead of the traditional four that we have been accustomed to. What are you hearing around the league as far as what teams are going to do with this third game? From a percentage standpoint, how many do you think are going to actually play their starters the entire first half and come out first drive of the, of the second half, and how many are going to sit them completely? I think it, it, it's really going to depend team to team because obviously there's some teams that aren't playing their starters at all this preseason. So clearly they won't in this third preseason game. But I, I would expect it to be probably about a, a 50-50 mix around the league, some some teams probably will handle this a little bit more than like a fourth preseason game. Some of them will handle it more like that all-important third preseason game in years past. And, you know, we it is still two weeks away from the regular season at this point. So these teams do have some time to get some rest after this game. Um, so it is really that sort of mix, like I was talking about, between a third and fourth preseason game. I think another thing to really look at is the teams that have had many joint practices they won't need to put those starters out as much because they've got so much tape from those joint practices on their starters that a lot of those all-important decisions have already been made at this point. Doug, before we let you run, as we chat with Doug Kide from Pro Football Focus, um, we got about 45 seconds. Mac Jones, if you had to guess right now, week one starter, and if so, offensive rookie of the year? Uh, You know, if I had to guess, I would say that Cam Newton will be the week one starter. I do think that Mac Jones is making a push, but my best guess at this point is still that Cam Newton will be the week one starter. Um, 
And no, I, I probably wouldn't say offensive rookie of the year for, for Mac Jones. I think he'll be solid this season when he does get on the field, but probably not a superstar like the potential of some of the other rookie quarterbacks that are out there. You can follow him on Twitter at Doug Kide. That's K-Y-E-D, reporter for Pro Football Focus. Doug, great stuff, man. Appreciate the insight. Absolutely. Anytime, guys. You think what I'm thinking? Absolutely. Patriots against the Giants. Let's go lock it in. <laughs> Patriots right now laying three. Both Sean and I gave that secret look to each other like, yeah, yeah. both those quarterbacks need to show something, don't they? Hmm, interesting. It's the nightcap here on VEASAN. We'll come on back with Mike Sando from The Athletic right here on VEASAN. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.